God! Oh! oh. oh. Skull-rusting finale! That's not the real sky! <laughs> Are you kidding me? That was brilliant! Seriously? You want to try to steal my spotlight? You want to try to steal my spotlight? I knew, I knew your eagle couldn't handle me being in the main event, celebrating, having a huge party. It always has to be about Daniel Bryan. But everyone realizes now that it was all a ruse. I fooled you all. This is a baby doll. That baby backstage was an actor, an actor. Tour. Do you really think that I would bring my precious little angel to a city like this? Now your face is in the mat. And if you want to see Monroe Sky, you can tune in right now to Ms. and Mrs. on the USA Network. Because I guarantee it will be... What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to the A Show. We are on episode 40 of this prestigious wrestling show. I am Justin, and I'm joined by Meals on the other line. What's going on, Meals? Every week, the, the, the number of the episode goes up, and I'm wondering how come no one has taken us off air yet. Because <laughs> they can't. Uh, they can't. They really can't. And it, 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 we're just doing so well. Oh, my God. Episode 40. This is incredible. We're almost, uh, we're almost able to be put in syndication. Yeah, we're almost at a year, man. You'll be able to watch, you'll be able to listen to reruns of RNC Radio on like other platforms, and and people will want us to, you know, be in their YouTube videos and all this other stuff. You know, I, I was thinking of, I was, we were just talking about this. I was thinking of putting the episodes on YouTube. Would, would people be receptive to that? Like putting older episodes on YouTube, like some of like the first episodes we've done on YouTube. Oof. Like if I if I like chopped the, like took out the, the I gotta the see I'm not familiar with YouTube trends like that like I know I know kids love YouTube kids love the shit out of YouTube my niece is on YouTube probably right now like <laughs> she they love and people just do people are like whores on YouTube they'll do the weirdest shit for kids attention like throw them like bake like candy and pickles and all this other shit and like my niece will watch it and i'm just like what the fuck are you watching or they'll watch like the the finger family videos that's just scary it's wild right it's like first of all i appreciate everyone who gets a bag and the way they get a bag but this is like really like kids like childhood yeah. Like our childhood was like cartoons and shit. Like we remember all the cartoons. You you free reference a cartoon, I'll look it up and I'm like, oh shit, I remember that. Or like going outside and riding bikes and shit. My niece's <laughs> childhood is like she has a bike, but she doesn't like ride it often. Yeah. And then we're just like watching like the 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 first gift I remember that got her that was an actual good gift was an iPad. 
And it's literally the only gift that stood the test of time because all the toys and shit that she's gotten, she don't give a fuck about that shit anymore. <laughs> like iPad. Fire. I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, iPad, they say that that's the reason why uh that is the reason why Toys, Toys R, R Us. Us went out of business. I don't I'm not I don't subscribe to that theory. I think that Toys R Us is just too fucking expensive. But yeah. I do agree that like I mean, I have nieces and nephews and when when that battery dies, they go right back to uh they go right back to what the fuck they were doing. Right. <laughs> so it's like they don't really give a shit. Uh spe- speaking of like uh like YouTube, maybe YouTube, RNC on YouTube. Who knows? Uh, I they mean RNC that's what I'm saying. Like we could we could put older shows from uh Perfect Play and Two Belts and um things like that and we could all have a, a little channel. Like would, would people be receptive to that? Let us know. Um and we can we can start that up because we're we're on everything. Like why not? Like Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Maybe maybe that we'll find a new uh a new audience there who knows uh but speaking of of you know things and, and portability i've been playing my switch my nintendo switch a lot lately my friend just got a switch how is this switch by the way uh shit it's the first time i've played it seriously for more than an hour or two uh since i bought it um i i, I traded in zelda i couldn't do it i couldn't do it it was it was too it was too like much i can't do another open world game i have to do something quick you know yes so I, I traded that in. I got Hollow Knight, which is an indie game. It's pretty good. I'm, I'm really, I'm really liking the lot. It's kind of like Super Metroid. I don't know if you play that. I played Super Metroid briefly. Yeah, it's, like it's, very briefly. It's like that, but hard. It's like hard, like super tough. It's super tough harder game. than Donkey Kong Country because that to me is the hardest handheld game I've ever played in my life on like Super Nintendo on any Nintendo shit. No, that's it's not. It's it's. But that gets pretty hard. I think it's probably harder than that, but um, it's harder for different reasons. It's harder for different reasons. It's, okay. it's, a, it's a totally different game. I got that. And speaking of hard, I bought the Mega Man X Legacy Collection 1 and 2. I am playing through Mega Man like it is the early 90s right now. And oh, my God. Really enjoying it. Um, I must the say, first games? The first games where it was just a little guy doing through through through, and then you like get a power, and then it's like some new shit? Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely that. It's the uh, the X series. Um, oh, the X I really, series I'm, is different. X series. I've only I've exclusively played the X series on emulators. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, it's it's the it's the zero. <laughs> it's the zero series. Essential World when zero was introduced, and uh, yeah, I, I think that I'm having a blast with it. I'm finally playing my Switch. So Switch owners definitely get those two games, uh, and that's what, all I've been doing all week. Really, that and eating sugary cereal. What have you been doing? I have been this week. What I've been got back in the gym. Um, oh, we all know that, but let's just let's just cut. Uh, let's just cut the the meals gym talk. All right, let's do that because my gym is my gym life is not exciting anymore. It's not as exciting as it was before. I don't want to uh, know about you being buff. Bro. I'm not really that buff anymore. I'll be honest with you. But um, what else did I do? Fuck! What did I do? You didn't watch G one. I tell you that much. I didn't watch G one. I didn't watch G one. I'm not even gonna just act. I'm not even gonna act like I watched G one. I didn't watch G one. I didn't watch G one. <laughs> I didn't watch Impact. Um, and we're gonna talk about Impact. I'll, I'll talk about Impact in a in a second. Um, what was I doing? You know what? I was watching a whole bunch of Dragon Ball episodes because I'm still preparing for the next season of um the lookout with jeff So we're going through the Boo Saga. The Boo Saga is incredibly long. So thank you guys for picking this. Um, I wouldn't have picked it, but you know, you guys picked it. You guys loved it. You know, how, so, how so evil? How evil are the people who told you to watch that long ass saga? I I think you know what 
it must have been people who don't really know Z crazy like that because anyone who's watched Z like religiously knows that Boo Saga is not it's like one of the worst in Z. It's it may be the worst. It goes on far too long. There's way too, you know what? I'm saving that for the podcast. I'm saving this energy for the podcast. We're gonna have plenty of guests on it. I'm looking out. I'm looking out to people who I want to reach out to to be on this. You know, thing. Justin, are you going to be on it? One of the episodes. Um, put me on the episode when Vegeta uh, blows himself up. Yeah, when he blows himself up. That's one of my favorite moments in Dragon Ball Z or Dragon or, or I mean, literally story wise, it's one of the best stories in all of Dragon Ball Z and I think the nuance there is uh very great and I I it, it still gives me chills watching that. All right, so you're going to be on that. Look out for that. Um I've also been playing a lot of Pokemon Go. Oh, it's been God. crazy. <laughs> it's a it's a beautiful game. Yeah. I love it so much. What do you mean? Literally everyone who plays this game is also grown up <laughs> it, it, it's not like i'm going to like the park and there's a bunch of kids and i'm like some tall kid like playing with a bunch of kids literally everyone who plays this game is over the age of 25 <laughs> i've met old couples playing this game oh that's that's the scale oh, there were swingers then probably <laughs> there were swingers. i've met old oh, people so. playing this game it is fun it's fun now they've introduced trading um you know, more legendaries. Gen Four is about to come out. It's a it's a whole bunch of fun stuff. But you know what? We should probably get to wrestling because we do have a lot of wrestling to talk about today. Because big big show. Big we're doing show. the NXT report card today. Yes, and we will get to it right after we do No Holds Bar, which has a couple of very significant uh, things that have happened this week in wrestling. First off, being WWE announcing their their all women's pay per view titled Evolution. Mills, are you excited? I'm excited. I'm. I don't think I'm a fan of the name of the pay per view. Um, Makes sense. It goes into what what they've been talking about. Yeah, I mean, it's a very on brand word for everything that they've been doing with you know divas revolution, women's evolution, all this other stuff. I'm not particularly a fan of the name, especially when evolution is a is a very notorious group in the WWE, and then it's also a very vague name. But it is what it is. Um, I love the idea of it. I love that we're highlighting women on their own show. I'm very interested to see the build of the show and how we get to Evolution because, quite frankly, this is probably the biggest undertaking WWE has taken for the women ever. And we thought the the 30-woman Royal Rumble in, in you know at the top of this year was, this is t- taken to a whole nother level. This is planning out a show. This is incorporating superstars, incorporating storylines, building up to something, calling women of the past, calling, you know, highlighting women of the future, all three titles on the line. It is a monumental task to undertake. So I'm interested in how we get, you know, to evolution. Yeah, I, I, I'm super excited about it. Um, now that it, like it's out now, I, I was privy to the information, uh, and a lot of people were. I'm not gonna. Yeah, like, it's, I was it's, the only person. yeah it's been was, it's been hinted at. Yeah, I, I was privy to the specifics rather of the information, um, like a month ago maybe, mm-hmm. and um, I was excited from there. I, I will say that like they are not um, going to they're they're not going to disappoint anyone with with this. Um, no. They're going all out with it. Mills, you, you've heard, like, it, it's going to be a great show. I think people are, are, you know, just coming up with their own fantasy booking of the of the actual show is cool. Which and, is and cool. It, yeah, that's cool as hell. 
and and it's it's its own thing in itself. It's like you're finally able to put these two, um, like these two like legends and and current stars to, together for for you know for one show. And you know I've already seen people say they want Sasha and Trish and they want uh, the four horsewomen feud to finally explode. Um, I, I, I listen. Do not, do not uh, spoil any of this for yourself. Like, I'm just going to say, like, it's going to be a, an amazing card. And, and the things that they haven't announced yet are going to be crazy. So um, just let it happen. Let it play out. I think this is a, a, a great moment just for women's wrestling, period. And I, I'm already just so happy to see where they're going to go with, like, more. Like, this is just a, you know, a, a single show that could lead to more. And I know we already have a bunch of pay-per-views, but the fact that women could have more than one pay-per-view a year, that's not just to like fulfill a pay-per-view requirement what is mm-hmm. fucking exciting. And, and let's be honest, the fourth quarter of WWE is, is, is pretty dry in terms of like everything that's progressing. So for, for them to add this, it's going to be October 28th. It's going to be at the Nassau Coliseum. It's going to be incorporating stars, old news. It's going to have the whip, Raw Women, SmackDown Women's, NXT Women's, finals at a Mae Young Classic. And then just a, a pretty much outside that, every I'm hoping the dream matches that we could only see in our heads. Um, and just, the, and you know... It's going to be good. Like, it's going to be good. Don't worry yourself. I've seen a lot of toxic, very toxic oh my you know, God. tweets regarding it. And, you know, it's, it, it, it's shameful and it's kind of mind-boggling to see just sort of all of their responses to it. Because it kind of makes you it, – it, it makes you realize why some – you know, just – why women were in the position they were like for a very long time prior mm-hmm. to the divas revolution <clears throat> moment, just because of the narrow minding and the weird thinking that sort of these, you know, very toxic tweets and toxic responses to it is. And even the worry shaming and the, you know, like from people that think that they're woke about this, where it's like, Oh my God, TNA did this or shimmer has been doing this or um, stardom has been doing this. Listen, they are not the biggest mainstream entity for pro wrestling on earth. Right. <clears throat> the fact that WWE is doing this is a huge deal. It should be treated as such. Those shows can't get Trish Stratus and Lita and all of those women that for American audiences introduced us to new things. Mm-hmm. And I think that the backlash from certain people on both sides, whether it be they want an all men's pay-per-view, you just got that. Or the people that say, you know, these people have already done it. We get it. Shut the fuck up. We get it. Just just let the women have their thing. Like even the people that are like, oh, the WWE, they keep promoting it on their on their on their programming this week. Duh. You keep promoting your fucking Patreon. Yeah. Fucking and your and like like come on, guys. Like get the fuck out of here. Like why would they not promote it? I don't get it. That's all that they do is promote. That is how they got to where they got. Like, listen, if the WWE listened to everything people were saying since 2014, they would not be in the position where they're at right now, where they're one of the most sought after and really uh valuable entities in all of mainstream entertainment right now. That's just that's just is what it is. They're not listening to to what you guys think. They're gonna and do what they want to do. And don't get me wrong. I appreciate Shimmer. I appreciate Knockouts Only. I appreciate all of that. But Knockouts you- Only cannot be real. Knockouts Only was only done because they had to fulfill a a requirement for pay per views. <laughs> That's the only reason they did it. It's still it's still a very you know tall task to take under and, and to acquire women to fill up an entire two to three hour show. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know completely shit on them for that. The effort's definitely there, but. 
listen, this event could bring attention to those events. Think about the next knockouts, you know, only thing that comes after this and how we could highlight all the stars and all these other things. Think about that. Think about, mm-hmm. you know, how what what attention this could bring to Shimmer and people seeing like, yo, these stars came from a lot of WWE talent right now have came have crossed through Shimmer. Like it's a it, it's to me, I don't really see a terribly bad thing about it, but you know, people are just gonna call us WWE shills again, and it is what it is. The shit is amazing. I'm just gonna be honest with you; it's fucking amazing. I'm ready yeah. to see it. Sure. Uh, and, and moving on. Uh, speaking of impact, did you watch Slammiversary? I did not watch <laughs> Slammiversary. I did. Uh, there are a lot of people saying that it is the pay per view of the year. I have to uh, tell them to calm down a little bit. Let's relax. Uh, and there, you know, there are people that are kind of moving the goalposts. Also, they're saying, "Well, we're not going to count takeovers." I'm like, uh, then "What are you? You know, what are we really doing here? That's not really fair." Like, if you, are mm-hmm. you counting, are you counting New Japan shows as well? Like, what 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 exactly is are the rules here? Um, I think the show was was really, really, really good. Uh, I I'm not even going to compare anything WWE to it. I think it's one of the best pay per views um, that I've seen this year. Mm-hmm. Not you know, not with without. Comparing it to anything, I, I went. I went eight. I went eight on it. Um, I think you should really check out the opening match with uh, Petey Williams, Ray Phoenix, uh, the Bone Soldier, and Johnny Impact, who was of course Johnny Nitro. I really liked that match. Um, really enjoyed the uh, Tessa Blanchard and Ali match. I thought it was a really strong women's match. Really mm-hmm. enjoyed the LAX versus the OGs uh, match. It was really good. Eddie Kingston's really coming to his own as the leader of the OGs faction with Homicide and Hernandez. And the last two matches from the top were, were fucking amazing. Sammy Callahan and Pentagon, and I'm not really a Sammy Callahan fan, they both delivered in a very violent match that uh, you don't really see on, on any type of mainstream wrestling nowadays. And Moose and Austin Aries... I think, if, if anything, Mills, I think you'd enjoy that main event because I think it's one of the best things Moose has ever done, and it's one of the best matches Austin Aries has ever had in, like, a couple years. Um, I think that was just a, a main event that no one was expecting, and it had an ending that no one expected as well. And I think just overall, the show is just really, really strong. You know, I, I probably do got to check it out. I'm not a fan of Austin Aries, but, you know, uh, you know, I do support Moose. I do support, you know, a lot of people on this actual show, so maybe I will... Tune in to Slammiversary. So, so yes, ch- check out Slammiversary. Throw me Definitely. a YouTube link. I got you. I'm pretty sure they'll put it up. They they usually put up their their matches on there or or a run through of them. But you know you can we can go to the dark web and find <laughs> the link. Uh, <laughs> is, is, would you say Impact is back with all this goodwill, or do you think that they have the, you know they have some some a ways to go before they uh, finally gain that goodwill back? Um, you know I think it's pretty. I think considering they have no they're popular in wrestling. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've gone anything that's transcended that. And I think when you when you're not able to transcend that with any real large names or art large entities, it becomes very hard to become part of the conversation again. Um Impact Wrestling for right now will always just kind of be, well, at least in this moment right now, will just be that promotion that you kind of watch on the side. And maybe you're into it and maybe you don't. But I don't think it's a promotion that, you know, because they lack, they simply just lack the top talent. It it, it is what it is. And even at times where they have the top talent, they've been marred with like bad creative decisions or just like sort of just a lesser value looking presentation. So I think, Quite honestly, I would 
I, I don't know what to do with it. We've had we've had countless conversations on Impact Wrestling and if they could return to you know what they were before when they were scoring like 1.7 ratings and all this other stuff. It's going to be incredibly hard, especially on the network they're on now, especially with the stars they are have now, especially with all these other things. But I'm sure if you watch Impact Wrestling and you're you know a valued watcher, there's something for you to enjoy. It's just nothing yeah, I, quite yet to pull me in. I, I, and I feel like they're, they're, this was the this was a show that kind of uh, established their identity, and that was they are they are younger, in in a lot of ways. Not saying Austin Aries, who's the champion, who's in his like forties, is younger, but a you're lot Tommy of the talent. That, yeah, Tommy Dreamer. I I did not like that match, but um, they they are in in some ways younger. And there are they're they're giving an alternative. They're bringing back some of the hardcore stuff, and they're they're doing some of the off the you know off the beaten path stuff. But I think that they're also keeping it still within work rate work rate wise, still within the the, the high quality that we would expect from like WWE. And, and it's, I, but it's hard, you know, it's hard to bring an alternative when WWE themselves have already created the. They've created the WWE and what the main roster looks like, and then they've also created alternatives within themselves, which is like NXT and 205 Live. So they've kind of got the monopoly on like professional wrestling, whether you like actual, you know, wrestling in the ring or like the sports entertainment side or a lot of things like that. So it's kind of hard to distinguish yourself, especially as Impact Wrestling. It makes me wonder what more do you have to do? I thought Lucia Underground did an amazing job in a, a different presentation of professional wrestling, but it's just hard to watch it um, just because it's hard to find the damn channel. But but it, it'll be interesting to see what you know Impact Wrestling actually does. Yeah, for real. Uh, and, and I mean, I wish them all the best as well. So hopefully, we we see more in, in the coming weeks. Uh, this next this next news story is a rumor uh, about Matt Riddle, who is pulled out of his bookings in uh, a few a few uh, wrestling promotions, but more most notably, he was he pulled out of PWG's Battle of Los Angeles. And if you don't know, Battle of, of Los Angeles is kind of like their G1 type uh, show where they have they go they spend three days and do a a full tournament where the winner comes out as the you know kind of like the shoe in for the next champion. And I had I had uh, Matt Riddle winning this this year because every PWG show that I've watched and I've been to, he's basically won against some of the top uh, performers there. And mm -hmm. I, you know, people a lot of people expected it since he's been going undefeated. He was going to win Bola this year. Pulled out of that, which has lead pe led people to speculate that he will be in some way in Brooklyn next month and leading to his NXT debut probably in the fall. Well, let me ask you a question. What makes Matt Riddle, you know, exciting or people want to watch him? Because, I, you know, I'm not completely familiar with him. I know he's faced a lot of different guys on the indies and things like that. He comes from an MMA background, but essentially what makes him an attraction? I think his character, uh, I, I don't like to compare him to like Rob Van Dam, but I, I think that like he is super laid back. He, he's super cool. He's super nice and approachable to fans. That's something that on an indie level or, or on a underground level, he's always been good at. And he's always kind of endeared himself to fans in that way. So that's, mm -hmm. a, that's a big reason why people love him. But just as far as his work rate and his matches, this is a guy who's been wrestling for about two and a half years. And he has put on excellent matches just from sh just straight uh, grapple matches to hardcore matches to really sports entertainment type matches. Like he is, he has, the full range of skill 
Um, I, I think obviously like promos aren't really, you know, big. And I, I think that's something that they could also work on if he does go to WWE or anywhere else. But I think that just as someone, um, who is new in the, in the business, he has an explosive moveset and his offense is really great. His selling is, is amazing. And his look is incredible. He looks like someone from kind of like our early nineties, uh, late eighties, WCW, but he wrestles like someone from, you know, late two thousands indie. And I think that's what really endears him to a lot of people. I, I think he just got the look to be a star. Interesting. What about the shoes? Is he doesn't wear shoes. I I am pretty sure that they may make him wear uh they may make him wear boots. I think the last person in WWE who did not was Rusev, and he ended up breaking his foot. And from there, yeah, he, he ended up wearing uh boots from from then on. But I I think they they'll probably do that. I think I'm pretty sure he's gonna get a complete revamp, and they'll probably have to like cover up that weird mushroom tattoo he has that's like a reference to narcotics but I, I know a lot of people were really concerned about the weed stuff with him he's a he's a big connoisseur of, of marijuana i don't think that's as big of a deal in wwe as it is in like new japan mm-hmm. who, who they fired matt Sydal for but um i i think matt riddle will be he'll be fine he'll either pay the fine or he'll stop doing it altogether. i hope so i mean you know what i don't i don't know what much to expect from him i've seen very few matches um but He's got a lot of, and and he's been at a takeover before. Apparently, if you've seen all the pictures, you know, yeah. When they the when they background. introduced uh, when they introduced Tyler Bate, he was in the background. <laughs> yeah, so it it is what it is. But we'll see, we'll see. He's a fan. <laughs> he's a fan. He's a student of the game. He appreciates professional wrestling. I think we'll we'll see him at NXT Takeover. That's your homework. Any money? That's your homework this weekend. Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle. Check out a Matt Riddle match. Uh, I can send you some links. I'll send you some. Uh, some some suggestions me and me and ben coyle can got you for real we can do that uh and and the last point i wanted to make just a, just a, a small point here uh dwayne johnson the rock his movie skyscraper not doing too good uh, listen i actually hadn't heard of the movie skyscraper <laughs> oh boy he's they've done something very wrong. mills do you live under a rock i don't watch movies I don't really watch movies. This is a very, and I know you're a big movie watcher and you hang around people who watch a lot of movies. Late Fees is Friday. Late Late Fees is Friday. And I do watch Late I do listen to Late Fees only because I love the incredible banter between all four of you. But (laughs) I don't watch a lot of movies. Like it's, it's, I don't know. It's just me. Yeah, I don't watch a lot of movies. Uh, So Skyscraper was his big diehard Bruce Willis moment where he plays a paraplegic, uh, Former vet who oh, that's the okay. one where he he fucks the, the building. He, he looks like he's gonna fuck the building. Gotcha. Um it's sitting at around it had a 56% drop this weekend from his opening weekend, which it dropped it to 11 million, which is uh in movie terms, not good. Uh, most movies usually drop it around 40% to 30 if they're if they're hits. Uh, but this this movie's not doing too well. Um it's currently sitting at 46.7 million domestically and 131 million worldwide, which is very, very not impressive. I think Rampage did better. San Andreas for sure did better. It's looking like it's not going to make a profit. Uh, do you think it's time for The Rock to slow down a little bit? Um, no. <laughs> because, uh, quite honestly, he's just doing so well. I think, t- to be honest, he's probably due for a dud or two um, by just the sheer volume of the movies that he's making. See, you can only sell how much many movies just on pure just being The Rock. Yeah. But... Um, I think, you know, I think, I don't think he will. I'm wondering if people still subscribe to the, like, the movie, like, the the action 
film where there's one guy who is like former like agent and like all this other shit like marine i'm wondering if people still subscribe to those movies in like 2018 like are those movies actually popular it seems more you you see the superhero movies were into um you know and any animation movies just like like easy money in the pocket like i'm not i'm wondering if it's just like a bad decision in terms of just like, or, or like Fast and the Furious for some reason that has like a cast of just people that you can watch. But yeah. I'm wondering if people, do people subscribe to this still the same thing? Uh, I think in some ways they do and they don't. Um, I, I think obviously it's all about the casting. I think just having the rock on the front doesn't really work anymore. Uh, and, and I think that works the same for like Rampage, which didn't, which did okay, but didn't do like crazy amount of some numbers. Mm-hmm. I, I think next summer the Rock has the fat, the new Fast movie. I don't, I can't remember if it's the if it's Fast. Is 10? it the Solo or is it a, the new Fast? I can't remember. Let me. The one Tyrese uh, was crying about, or and a few. I think that's the one that's coming out next year, uh, the ninth movie. Hmm. Yeah, that comes out next year. The but I think that the spinoff, Fast and the Furious spinoff. I think that's coming out the same year. Yeah, it's coming out the same year. He's got two Fast and the Furious based movies coming out next year. Shit. Well, so, you know, <laughs> we'll see which we'll see which one uh, which one works. Uh, but I, again, it's 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 because he's got that and he's got Jumanji next year at the end of the year. Mm. Jumanji too. So he's got a bunch of sequels next year that he's going to be doing so we'll see if that if that if that holds up but i i do think i in a, in a lot of ways i feel i feel like he's stretching himself then uh that might be a topic for late fees so maybe I'll, I'll introduce that to the boys and see what they think uh but yeah that was no holds bar for the week let's get into our nxt report card and males going into brooklyn nxt is looking like it's got the the best roster uh that they've ever had i, I think that you know, we've had this conversation before. I feel like we're going to look back at this age and see this as the point, you know, where NXT kind of like, I won't say peak, but it was at its best. They're kind of, they're like SmackDown 6 moment. And uh, previously, I thought that that was like the Finn Balor era, uh, th- those two years he was there. Well, I think they have valleys and peaks and they peak in different eras and things like that. And I think in this era, it's definitely, you know, this era post the Samoa Joe, Finn Balor, Shinsuke Nakamura era, they're definitely reaching their peak. And and we're seeing it, you know, throughout several matches. (laughs) I mean, we're getting a big match tonight. I mean, well, by this time, it will have come out. It will have come out that already... um, we have a new NXT champion in Tommaso Ciampa, which is insane. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. That is insane. It like, to me, it reminds me of what they did with the Chris Jericho and Shawn Michaels feud, where they determined that CM Punk no longer, the feud needs the title over CM Punk needing the title. Yeah. And we're, and we're, and I guess when we get to Alistair, we'll talk about that. Cause that, that goes into my rating of him as well. Um, and just how he's been booked since he, went started going for the title right but that is exactly what it is to me and uh of course that's leading to the three-way between alistair gargano and champa at nxt brooklyn and i don't think it's going to end well for for black there but i mean just just from there it's like you have a title change on on tv and it's like they the way that they craft stories are is so much different than remember when finn balor lost a title on a house show you know right. it's like it's it's so much different in, in the way that they present the stories now and i think going into brooklyn Again, I don't know what. Okay, so this is Brooklyn Four, right? So Brooklyn Brooklyn Three's card, Brooklyn uh, Four, which I have tickets to officially now. So I will be in the building. 
So, are you going by yourself this year, or is it? No, I'm going with Carlos. I go with Carlos pretty much every year except one year, but we usually. I need a live. Need a live. uh, Need a live. uh, report from that by the live way. report easily yeah. easily i love going to those shows SummerSlam. i'm still not sure yet but the card is making me want to go but that's I'm a strong sure. car is it well it's, we'll get to that too you're right but yes let's uh, let's move forward with nxt so nxt brooklyn three had, had alistair black and the tommy it had sanity versus the authors of pain uh, I had almost versus Gargano, which is crazy to even talk about because just crazy. how they ended up this year. Uh, it had the it had a, a Mustache Mountain. Uh, well, actually, no, that that wasn't even that wasn't even aired then. And Oscar versus Ember Moon, uh, and it had Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Roode, which led to the debut of the Undisputed Era. Looking back, I went not, to that show too. Yeah, <laughs> looking back, this show on paper coming up, even with that three way looks to be a better show than last year's show already oh my god all right so here's the thing here's the thing last year's show to me live amazing it was incredible it was amazing like we had what did we have we had um we had like live performance we had you know alistair black versus hideo tommy not the greatest match but the you know it was still a good match cn almas versus gargano a great opener Sanity versus Author of Pain. While on paper right now, it doesn't seem as good. When he went there, it was rocking. That place was rocking for that match. Asuka versus Ember Moon. People were into that match. Like, and, and just the way it went down and the loss and everything like that and what it meant and all the other stuff. The only match that people weren't into really was the Drew McIntyre, Bobby Roode, because everyone was pretty much just waiting for the Undisputed Era to, or at least um, or Adam something Cole. to happen. Yeah, or something yeah. To happen. <laughs> we didn't know Undisputed Era, but we know Adam Cole. But it, it was in a great card. And just to look at a year later, and we have something that will potentially top it. It's just incredible. We've got a lot of shit that's going to top it. Because, I mean, I guess we could talk about the card here now. Because, I mean, it's it's pretty set. I mean, you can guess what it is. Uh, Kyrie Sane and Shanna Baszler already Already better than, I'm sorry. Already good, possibly better than. Oscar Oscar versus uh, Ember Moon. Oscar versus Ember Moon to me was a match of the year candidate. Listen, uh, Ember, uh, Kyrie and Shane have done this. This is their third match together. Their first match was fucking great. Second what? match was really good a couple months ago. This match is going to be in Brooklyn. The bright lights are on Kyrie. It's it's time for her to shine. It's time for. I mean, we'll get to her when we when we yeah. go through the thing. Yeah, but but Let's I mean, through yeah, the card. We're, we're just excited. We're just excited about Brooklyn. But um, you got EC3 and Velveteen. Come on, right? Turn that up. Uh, we're potentially going to get. It hasn't been announced yet, but I think it's pretty much a, a, a given that we're going to get Mustache Mountain and Undisputed Era Part Four. Whew. Whew. Come on, come on, man! You get, like next turn that up. NXT Brooklyn is going to be fire, but uh, that leads us into our report card grades. Uh, let's start this off, Meals, with EC3. What do you give EC3 going in? I'll start with you. EC3, currently I would probably give a – I would probably give a B-. minus. I probably would give him a B-. minus. I would say that in the short time he's been on the roster, I believe I felt like he was going to make much more of an impact when he first started, but it kind of feels like he's been, you know, put aside for the moment because there's a lot of other things going on. Yes. Um, but, you know, I'm still waiting for that, like, really breakout solo match. I'm, I'm waiting for that. Uh, I, I'll, I'll agree with you. I'll go B- minus as well. Um, I think EC3, I, again, when, when he was first introduced. Great talent. He's a great talent. He's a great promo, I think. And that's something that the, the brand sorely needs. 
uh, someone who can who can cut a really good promo. He's got a good look, of course. His theme song is amazing. I think right now he just came in at a time where there's a log jam at the top of the car, and not in a bad way. The log mm-hmm. jam is because there's a there's a feud that is literally like the hottest feud in wrestling right now, and it needs more attention. I'm still not a fan of them beating him and having his first loss be against Gargano like that on TV. Yeah, uh, I, I got over it. If if that's the case, um, I think him he and Velveteen will have. Uh, a, a really strong match at TakeOver. And I'll, I'll wait to, to judge him after that. But I think a lot of people had him shoot in for either the title picture or the United States picture by this time, and he's still not there. And I, I think that uh, that's that's kind of fixing my uh, opinion of, of where his grade is right now. It's interesting they bring him in as a crowd favorite. Um, especially he's clearly a heel. Yeah. Hmm? What do you mean? He's clearly a heel, like... In the way that he acts, but he is, oh, yeah, he, is yeah, yeah. he is a face on the on right, the right, right, one hundred percent. So it's kind of interesting the way they brought him in, at least. Uh, yeah. So the ne- the next person we have up this this might be uh, I think this might be easy. Ricochet. Ricochet to me, I would probably give a. I would probably give. You know what? I don't, I'm gonna give him an A. Okay. Okay. I think he. I think he's. A, I think he's an A. Because not only is improved on the promo, but he has a presence in the ring that's unlike anybody else. Improved in the promo? He improved in the promo. To me, he cuts way more. It felt it feels like he's saying something now, as opposed to before when I didn't really think he was saying much of anything on the on the independent scene. Um but I think he's improved. I think, or at least he's been given direction or, or something along those lines. Even in the ring, I feel like everything is working towards a moment as opposed to just being these singular moments or singular spots in the ring. I feel like he's telling a great story. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I would give him an A. And I even think when he reaches the main roster, he'll be, he'll be a force to be reckoned with on the main roster. Um, I'm going to give him a B- minus as well. Mm-hmm. I... I I think that the Velveteen match was a good start, mm-hmm. but I think they've been putting him in too many positions where he doesn't get to really shine and show off what he can do. I thought the match against uh, Dijak was amazing uh, a month ago on mm-hmm. NXT TV. The ladder match, obviously, he was great, but the thing is, with the ladder match, there were a lot of people flying off the ladder. You know, yeah. He wasn't the only high flyer in that match. I felt like it kind of did him a disservice to have Velveteen doing those types of spots um, in the same match as, Vel- as Ricochet. But um, I, I think the Velveteen programs, it was a good start. I think with the Adam Cole program. Oh, also, we forgot to mention, uh, it's going to be Ricochet and Adam Cole in Brooklyn as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, you have that to look forward to. To me, that flip outside the ring made him a star. Yeah, it did. To me, to me did. that was something literally no one else. <laughs> no one else. Literally no one else. And Listen, it made I, a star in that moment. I agree that he's got the look. He's got everything. I just need to. I need a, a strong. I mean, he just lost a tag match. A no, I understand. I understand. I understand. I just need more. I need. I need more uh, as far as just boy. But the thing is, there's a log jam at the top, and I think that they're starting to finally develop that upper mid uh, division with Cole, Velveteen, EC3, and Ricochet. And I think that's a strong four. Like this roster is stacked, dude. Um, speaking of Velveteen, he's the next person up on our list. Um, I, I'm going to go ahead just, I, I think we, we both might agree here so we don't get called racist. Of course, uh, <laughs> I, I'll go ahead and give it Velveteen a, a. um, I, I, again, I think he's got, he's the, he's a total package, uh, promos matches. Um, and, and just think this guy is still new to this. Essentially he's, he's, he's just starting and he's already got the eyes of John Cena and, and, you know, some of the top people in, in the company 
co-signing him and saying they want to match with him. I think he's got everything going for him. I think Vovatine is an A-plus talent, and I think he's a blue chipper, and I think they need to keep him at NXT as long as possible so that his, his WWE main roster debut means more. I think, first of all, I agree with everything that you're saying, and I agree with the A. I, I 100% agree. I think the main roster thing is going to be very interesting because his gimmick is very... It's something that could easily be construed as a joke. Right. Or something that is for comedic effect. Similar mm-hmm. to what happened with maybe Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, where mm-hmm. they're just kind of like, they're just kind of like, you know, they're jobbers, they're kind of comedy wrestlers, they're kind of, you know, all these other things. They're not really taken seriously. I think that could potentially happen to Velveteen Dream. Um, it would, to me, there would have to be some sort of singular moment where he steps out of that. So I agree with everything you're saying. I'm going to give him an A as well. Just the main roster aspirations, because I'm looking forward to the main roster as well. I'm just wondering how he fits on there and, mm-hmm. and how his gimmick will translate from NXT to TV, which we haven't seen. A lot of things get lost in translation over that tra- transition. So it's kind of, you know. We'll yeah, it, it's all about the way they introduce him and the way that they push him. Because the thing is, his his gimmicks is all negation, uh, like a, a combination of like a lot of different things. It's, it's Tyler Breeze, but at the same time, it's Rick Rude. But at the same time, it's uh, Goldust. But at the same time, it's not. You know, it's it's a lot of different things he could go, he could be. I think they should focus on the vicious side, mm-hmm. and, and and less on the flamboyant side. Have the flamboyant side be on the entrance, but the inside the ring, it's it's vicious. Like uh, I want to say like ninety seven Goldust or ninety six Goldust, like right. Where it was all a, it was all a ploy because he's in the ring he's actually like a killer you know so right. um, I I do think that he he'll do great there and I think that there's a lot of people on the on the inside that are going to make sure that 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 goes off well but I, I do believe that there is gold in his future this year or at least in the next couple months I agree um, the next up is is Cassius Ono this is kind of an unfair pick but I I I don't think our our ratings will be very unfair uh, I I think if you're going to rate Cassius Ono as a player coach type character on the show as far as teaching other people how to uh you know perform at that level and he knows the wwe style and can can properly get people over i think he, there's no one better on the roster than him i would give him an a for that but as far as the total package um i give him a c plus i would give him a c yeah <laughs> i would give him a c just because he he doesn't appear he has a role on the roster but he doesn't have like a role in like the NXT universe. You know what I mean? He doesn't have an occupation in the sense of like, this is a void that he fills. He's kind of like a guy when they need someone to face on an NXT takeover or on the show and put somebody over. I mean, he just had a win like last week um, over somebody. They're building him up. He's got another win this week. I think they're building him up for, I believe I'm pretty sure his first, the first program for Keith Lee is going to be a Cassius Ono. And in order to build up Keith Lee, they got to make Cassius look good. So he's essentially he's beating jobbers, but he's actually getting these jobbers a chance to to kind of like learn how to take offense or now uh, you, learn how to take certain moves. Now, do you think he's NXT? I mean, we've rarely seen the someone who's just like NXT forever. Like there, we have probably one more person on this list who's been like NXT forever um, by virtue of just not having something strong enough to call up. Do you think he's NXT? stalwart forever or do you think he's called up for that role just to be an enhancement talent even on the main roster um 
I think he's a lifer, man. And I th- and here's the thing: I don't think he wants it any other way. Cassius or, or Chris Hero, whatever you want to call him, he's been all over the world. He's gotten his his he's wrestled some of the the greatest wrestlers of all time. You know, he's done everything he's had to do. I don't think there's anything wrong with him just you know being in NXT and helping the younger guys get a better appreciation and a better look at what the business is. I love his role on NXT. I don't have a problem with him uh, not going over the the guys that they're trying to push. I think they did some really good stuff with him uh, as far as the Champa stuff uh, when he got in the middle of the Gargano Champa stuff, just to get Champa over as, mm-hmm. as a heel. The stuff he did with uh, with Undisputed Era was great. Like put him in the mix against other people to make them look good because he is essentially the veteran of the show. Right. I think if if he ever does get called up, it will be in a producer role, and I don't think he'll ever like be on TV. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think that like. If you if you were looking at somebody who I would say was like the new age William Regal, that's the guy. Ah, I mean, yeah, I could see it that way. That's the guy. Um, and and next up we have the NXT United States Champion, uh, North Adam American Ra- Champion. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm North American. I'm sorry. I, From New Japan and, and wow, yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, North American Champion uh, Adam Cole, who debuted last year. We just talked about his debut in Brooklyn a couple of minutes ago, and he and at, you know it's been a year almost to the day and he has tore it up ever since uh i was skeptical i'm not gonna lie when uh he came into the the company because i know adam cole for having really great garbage matches not really great singles <laughs> matches and you know they were proving me right like meals they were proving me right this year i was like adam cole has not been booked in anything but like a war games match or a weapons match mm-hmm. but they've all but they were all great you know not not, not to say they, were, they weren't great but the singles matches to me they there were few and far between for him but ever since then something clicked and he got it and i think you know i think by virtue of i mean look at the talent that he's around in the undisputed era yeah and and if you don't step up after that or you don't improve off of that and having all those tag matches and do like that it 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 something's wrong especially the talent that he's been put against he's been put against alistair black he's been put against you know tyler Bate. he's been put against you know uh, uh the you know, just six other of the best on the five other of the best on NXT at some point. Like he's been put in a lot of great positions and a lot of great matches. I think he's improved in the ring. I'd say probably I would go for him. I'll, you know what? I will give him, gosh, this is hard because I kind of do want to give him an A. I want to give him an A because I think he's a vital part of NXT. And when he's on television or when he's in a program, it's clearly like this is important and you should watch this. He's over. I I I I, I agree. You know what? I'll go I'll go hard and I give him an A plus. Uh, yeah, it, to me, he has like it's this like smarmy attitude, and there's this clear cut thing. I was like, oh, when he hits the main roster, he's going to hit it hard. Yeah, like, there's there's no one that gets the reaction. As a heel, he gets and both. He, over, he overcomes the size. You know, everyone, yeah. you you look at, you know, there's, I know David Shoemaker says he's kind of like, Randy Orton is kind of like the barometer in the WWE and you put him across and then you see if you're a star right next to him. He yeah. overcomes that size difference where he is under six feet tall, but he overcomes that size by just sheer presence and sheer what he brings to any program that he's in. He's a great promo too. Like, let's not forget, like, he's a fucking great promo. Um, and that's something that he's always been really good at. His ROH promos are fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think that, you know, just for someone, again, he, he gets it. He gets reactions on both sides. 
He gets the face reaction when he comes out. He gets the heel reaction when he wrestles. I think if you were to flip Undisputed Era, they'd be the biggest thing in NXT yep. right now. Um, I, and I think on the main roster, the Bay Bay is going to it's going to it's going to hit. You know, it's it's going to be great. I, and the thing is, like, I am worried about his size. I think putting him next to Roman Reigns is going to be hilarious. But <laughs> I, I think he'll be fine. You know, a lot of people are, are concerned about that. I, but you know, as for NXT and NXT right now. He is, to me, one of their, I'll go ahead and say it, he's one of their top five prospects right now. Yep. He's one of the top, top five people in the company. Uh, next person up, Laura Sullivan. Uh, he is someone who has not been seen on TV since the last takeover, since June. Um, how do you feel about him, Mills? You know, I feel like as a big man, they're very rare in the WWE and they're very even more rare on NXT um, because I just feel like, just the the art of a big man is lost, and now you're we're kind of getting the revival of Braun Strowman and Luke Harper, and sort of how all those big men on the main roster move. Lars Sullivan to me is, you know, I'm not totally sold on him. I'm not either, but I feel like we're probably going to be when he hits the main roster, because I think he will be given the attention, and. I think he'll be given the attention just purely off being a big man and purely being off this destructive force that he doesn't get on NXT because NXT kind of serves a different purpose with what they have in their sort of ecosystem. So to me, with NXT, I'd probably give him... I'm going to give him a C, yeah. I'm going to give him a C. Uh, He showed me something with the Alistair match, which I still think is the most underrated NXT match of the year. He showed me something. I, I don't think I... And also, I mean, again, the ladder match, he was the only person in that match that got pure boos. Mm-hmm. He's the only person in that match that got pure boos. He's the only, like, real pure heel on that show. And I and I give him props for that because they, they've managed to build him up. He's got a great look. Uh, his promos are like, eh, not sure about the promos. But again, it's, you know, if, for a big man, you just got to give him a C. Yeah. Uh, let's think it to Kona Reeves after this. The finest. Yeah, sure. He, he's something. He ain't the finest. Listen, it's not working. Let's just it's not. <laughs> it's, it's not. not working. It's not like the, the presentation looks cheap. Um, his teeth are not white. <laughs> 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 which is which is something I have a problem with because you're supposed to be the finest, but I'm like, bro, you you couldn't get your teeth clean that day. You knew you was going to film this promo or something like we, I'm expecting the finest. You got this janky chain, this janky jacket, like, and, and to me, this is just like a very old, like dated kind of thing. I think Velveteen dream lapsed him by like a million and a half. Uh, bro, did you watch the promo with, with him and EC3? And it was yeah. like, it, it was like, <laughs> it was like Katie dunking on a kindergartner. <laughs> 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 what the fuck was this? I was like, why did they even set him up to fail like that? I, I'm giving Kona an F. I just don't think any of it's working. He either needs a promo change or or, or promo, not promo, a, a character change or just a, a complete revamp of just everything that he does. It's like this just proves that there's a gulf between like those those football players and amateur wrestlers who are in the performance center that are like furiously trying and doing their drills, and then you sign like a Ricochet and a Keith Lee and a fucking adam cole and you're, you're looking over at them like they already got it you know it's like this is he's he he's proof of the gulf between the performance centers stars and performance centers guys that they just hire just to say that they want to keep the lights on well listen he, he's a samoan 
he's a uh, he's, he's been, tall. He's tall. Um, but to me, yeah, find a new gimmick. It's not working. It's not working. I want to give him like I don't know if dud is a grade, but I would probably go with F two. Yeah. Yeah, I, I give it an F. Uh, he, he's probably worst character in NXT right now. It's, I, I, it's the worst. It's one of the worst in history since Angelo Je- Dawkins, you know, book, backpacker rap, you know, gimmick. Like, since then, since then, he's, he's one of the worst. Uh, let's get to some tag teams really quick. Uh, we, could just, we could just run off these. Uh, other than one of them, I think we'll talk about. But let, let's, just, let's just do a quick rapid fire with these. You cool with that? Yeah, let's do it. Every machinery. I give him uh, give him a C. I give him a D. I'm not really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I don't see it for them at all. Like it's a, like nothing. Like I don't see anything for them at all. They're good. They're the ascension of the NXT roster. Right now. They're not. That's what it is even worse. Even if they did the ascension thing, it's just like to me they're worse. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, I see nothing for them. Uh, Street profits. Street profits. I give. I would have given them. A, I would have given them a B six months ago. Right now, I'm giving them like a C minus. I'm giving them a. I'm giving them a C plus. I think there's there's energy behind them, but there's nothing else. Like their energy is what keeps them running, but they haven't proved to be like anything really outside of that. They're yeah. like a team to like pop the crowd, and it, it looks like there's a clear you know standout which is Montez Ford, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But even I don't even see how far he goes if he, if he does that out. He may be better as a team than he is as a solo. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Undisputed Era, and this is the, the Roderick Strong and O'Reilly combination. Fuck. Um, shit, A. 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 O'Reilly's been killing it. Roddy's been killing it. Bobby Fish when he comes back, it's it'll be interesting out at this moment. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It's to be interesting. Be really killing it. Because uh, at that point, at that point, there's no, there's nowhere you put uh, Roderick at that point because I mean, it's it's Red Dragon, you know. Yeah. So, uh, who knows where where, where they go? But uh, yeah, uh, Tim Six, they're the mighty now. They're the mighty now. The mighty. Yeah, I'm gonna give them a D. Jesus. I see. The heel turn not working. The heel turn not. No, working. it's not. They just came. They just became guys with jackets now. Like, <laughs> like they don't. They don't really. They haven't pushed me. They haven't. You know. There's just been. They're guys who cheat now. They their transition was. We, we used to be guys that played by the rules, and now we're guys that cheat. Right. And that to me isn't a strong enough like differential between characters. Nor is it like something that's going to pop me. So it's kind of like they've never really had their chance. They had their one opportunity in NXT. And they lost to AOP in the in the finals of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Tournament. Um, everything before their injury, they were building up to something, but they still didn't really have anything yet. And then everything post-injury, they're still trying to figure it out, and nothing has been clicking at all. Their booking has been weird, and I don't. I won't. I, I shudder to say. I don't want to say it's fair to them. But their booking has been very weird, and also I think they've they've been stuck in just like a lot of people. Mm-hmm. A lot of tag programs have gone on without them that just didn't have anything to do with them. Yeah. And I think that they missed a very large year gap. Both of them, uh, Thorne and Miller, missed a large year gap where tag teams were thriving and surviving. And they're kind of back when th- tag teams are kind of 
just starting to get back where they're supposed to be at now, but like undisputed, they're in Mustache Mountain. That's a bigger feud. I legit believe that Mustache Mountain thing was supposed to be a one-off thing. Yeah, it was too good. But it was too good, and they had to continue it all the way to Brooklyn, and that to me is a detriment to them. But to me, literally, between the rest of the teams in the Undisputed Era, the gap is so far Yeah, that it's just crazy. It's literally crazy. Uh, I'll give... Um... I'll, 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 I'll give them a C minus. I'll give them a C minus. I, I, I got to wait. I got to see more. I got to see more, bro. Right. I'm sorry. I got to see more. Um, actually, we didn't put Mustache Mountain on here. What would you, I, I guess we can. We're, mustache we're, Mountain. Well, I, I, you know, I, I, I thought them of, of the UK. You know, yeah. I would probably put Mustache Mountain as a B. Um, they're incredible in the match. Incredible in the ring. You know, they have their moments on the mic and all this other stuff like that. Um. There's just not, you know, there's not a lot to sort of go off of outside of that. But their matches have been cr- incredible. Everything that they've done, you know, has been just really good with, with the series with the Undisputed Era. I give them an A. I give them an A. I, I think those, you know, match of the year contenders, too. Mm, yeah. um, let's get to the women before we get to, like, the, the main eventers. Uh, Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair. I had, I had to drop her rating a little bit also. I'm going to give her a B minus. It's the same shit I was about to. I was about to put. I I'm going to give her a B minus because she's she been on TV too long. She, yeah, you know what? Yes, and I think there needs to be a significant moment with her, and they haven't had it yet. And it's been like, wh- so what are we doing? Like to me, but granted, they're getting this next set of divas, or sorry, these next set of superstars. Um, women superstars, they're getting them and they're giving them reps and they're sort of starting to intertwine them in programs and things like that. Um, to me, she's still green in the ring. Um, I can tell you, I can tell from like just her body language that she's still getting and figuring it out, but she's really, the presence is there. Um, but I don't think the entire package is. If I had to rate, if I had to compare her to anything, it would be Charlotte pre the Natalia match. Oh, okay, yeah, that's that's a good uh, that's a, that's a good comparison. I I I do think that they're keeping her off TV. They don't. They usually don't uh, keep people off TV for no reason. Mm. Uh, and I do think that they wanted to get the Shayna Kyrie thing over with before mm-hmm. they is eventually brought her back in because I have a feeling they want to put her right in the title picture. Uh, which is there's nothing wrong with that i think you give her a lot of experience to do that and i think that i i really do think that evolution it will be Kyrie versus uh bianca belair because mm. they had they they face each other in may young classic part one as well and that'll be where the may young classic two finals will end so uh we'll see uh next up is candace LeRae, a, a character who i think did a lot better to me in the Gargano program as far as getting her character out than she has been able to show in matches but she did show promising uh, a lot of promising stuff in that in that uh, three way with the, with the for the number one contendership a week ago. Uh, I'll go ahead and give her a B. I'll give her a C. I <laughs> I just feel like she hasn't really done anything or surprised me or anything. Like she hasn't had a her significant she, moments has she, all been attached to Gargano, which is she, great. She gave a great match with Bianca though, which is why I keep her really high. She made Bianca look like a million bucks. <sighs> She made Bianca look really, really good in a way that I don't think anyone other than like really 
her and Dakota are the only two that kind of made like gave her those big matches. When she, she gets needed. her, when she gets, you know, I think she's writing off the success of a lot of the indie things, um, and just writing off of that reputation for what she's done in the indies, which she's earned it. But I just feel like in NXT we haven't seen that, and she's been to me the the Gargano feud is a major distraction by just like off the bat introducing Gargano's wife, and now you become the role of Gargano's wife as opposed to a wrestler that exists in your own entity. Yeah. So it's going to be hard for her to sort of shake that. Um, but I'm going to stay. Yeah, I'm going to stay stick with the C. All right. Next up, ironically, we have Dakota Kai, who uh, I I feel like they're doing a Bailey thing with her. I like Dakota Kai. She's like anime. <laughs> Listen, this is gonna be this is gonna be controversial, man. I gotta give her a D, bro. What? Whoa! <laughs> yeah, I'll give her a D, bro. What? I she's a the... loser. She... You talking about Finn Balor being a loser? She's a loser. All she does is lose. <laughs> you know, God. I'm giving her a C plus. I'm giving her a C plus. I like Dakota Kai. I think she has promise. I think she has promise as a very pure baby face not like promise enough to like be like a star of any division but like promise enough that you're like i like dakota kai like i, I like dakota kai hmm. she's like animated me yeah she's like very anime Nah, i, I can't fuck with it she, i don't feel it i'm not feeling it uh next up vanessa bourne I feel like Vanessa Bourne came out of like 2008 and got dropped off in like 2018. <laughs> I give her a D too. I give her a she D. She is a she is meant to be a diva, and that's not that's not a shot against her because there's been plenty of women who's divas. But when I think of where she is at now and her character, it fits way, it just fits better in 2008 than it does in 2018. But I think she's making improvements, but just not enough. I'll give her a D2. We'll see. We'll see where she goes from here. I, I, I think she works as well as who she's in the ring with. Yeah. But it's still not even that great, like, to be honest with you. Uh, Lacey Evans. Man, listen. If there's, if there's anyone, if there's anyone I've come around on in the company, in the I, company, in the huh. company, okay, I've come around on Lacey Evans. She is good. Okay, she's good in a way that people don't agree with me that, that the iconics are good. Lacey huh. Evans are, is good. Her gimmick might be the death of her on the main roster. I give her a C plus. Also, by the way. I think she's had a set of good matches against Kyrie Sane and that good match against Dakota Kai as well. Um the loser, by the way. The loser. Who who won that she match? Is, she is who a loser. Oh, listen, I'm not gonna argue with you. She's a loser. Okay. Um for now. <laughs> I like I like her style. I like her I like her look. I like her look. Um shout to Dakota Kai. Um Kyrie Sane. No, not Kyrie Sane. Lacey Evans. I'm oh gonna boy. give a C. I'm gonna give a C. I mean, yeah, she's, good. she's she's good. good. She's good. She's good. She's passable. She's good. She's good. C C is fair, bro. She she's really turned around. I think if we if we were talking about this six months ago, it would have been a D or an F. Uh, Kyrie Sane. This is gonna be interesting. Mm, Kyrie Sane. I would give a B. And remember, remember, we're coming up on you know. Her, her first title match. She is on an upswing now, but that road to that upswing hasn't been that impressive for me. 
Okay. So you're giving her a B? I give her what am I giving her a B on anyway? I might give her a B minus. B minus. I'm giving her a B minus. What am I giving her a she B? She had a really good Lacey Evans feud. She had a really good Lacey really Evans good. feud. It was it, and it the the whole the crux of the feud was her finding herself again. It was her mm-hmm. getting back to to where she is now. She's she's been winning ever since. That was the story. I'm gonna give her a B. You know what? The, if yeah, I'm gonna give her a B. B minus. B minus. B minus. I'm giving give her a B. B. I give her a B. I think it could go to an A after Brooklyn. She needs that one match. I think she, she needs that match. Yet. And I think she needs to. You know, she she's good in the ring enough to bring women up to the next level, but I don't know if I see her carrying the division. You know, not yet, at least. Yeah, not yet. Uh, Shanna Baszler. Uh, I, I and, and this also comes to this uh, this comes I think this grade comes to down to like how you feel about her as NXT Women's Champion right now and uh, as her reign and I don't think it's been a bad reign it's definitely better than Ember Moon's reign by leaps and bounds um, but I don't think it's been like it's so hard to compare reigns because of Asuka it's so fucking it's hard Asuka you have a the lineage of the Women's Champion in NXT is Paige Charlotte. Sasha Banks, Bailey, Oscar, Ember Moon. Yeah. So to think of pretty much <laughs> women who've had the total baggage in the ring, outside the ring, able to carry people, able to elevate people to great matches. And then we have Shayna Baszler. It's a tough, you know, it's a tough comparison. Dude, to I it's it's it, because the thing is, if you compare if you compare Shayna to everyone else, she's probably bottom three. Honestly, like, and that's yeah. not to say it's been bad, but it's just she just has her it. skill level to me, to me, doesn't even reach to some of the other women that we have here on this list. And then the just her mic skills to me isn't convincing enough. I mean, you know, just in general, um, I think it's she's being carried a lot more off of her presence and her demeanor, which is very fine. A lot of women you know, on NXT don't have that demeanor as of yet. They don't have that killer instinct as of yet. They don't change the tide of a match as of yet. I would give Shayna Baszler a B minus. You know what? That That's fair. I am a Shayna fan. I But I do feel as though her overall reign has been lacking. And the thing is, you judge, if you're judging her off her reign, she's been the champion for about half the time. She's actually been on the, on the main NXT roster here. So, B minus is fair. Uh, I'm 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 rocking with you on that. Uh, B minus for Shayna Baszler. Let, let's get to the, our final three people on the on the on the report card. It's the biggest it's the biggest uh, section here. I actually feel like as an overall, we've been doing pretty good. We've been agreeing on a lot of shit. Yeah, it's very weird. <laughs> <laughs> so first up, we got Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, we might differ here. Uh, I I think Tommaso, for the sum of its parts, the new NXT champion is has been kind of not coasting. But he has been kind of living in the fact that Johnny Gargano gets him these reactions. I, I think Johnny Gargano is the reason he is how he is right now. And I think the matches have largely been against Gargano. Haven't seen the black yet as of the black match as of this show yet. But I think if we're if we're grading it overall, I give him a B plus. I think Ciampa. I think Ciampa's a great heel. I think the matches. Not fully sure about yet, just because his style has changed so much mm-hmm. in being a heel. But I still, I want to give him an A minus. Okay, I want to give him an A minus. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. Uh, 
anyone who gives him an A. I, I think that there's arguments on both sides. He just won't be in our top 10 of yeah. the year. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, uh, let's swap it around a little bit. Let's go Alistair Black. Alistair Black. No, he, he, listen, Alistair Black, since the moment he won that belt, has been unfairly booked. I think he's been unfairly mm-hmm. put to the back burner. Mm-hmm. I think that he has he has been the honestly I want to say a transitional champion for all intents and purposes like when they when he won it it was a big moment and we were all happy but it was also at the expense of I think we've been calling him winning this belt since last year and I think when he when we finally got it it was like okay on to the next thing I think because when you look at the lineage of NXT champions the NXT champion has always been the biggest thing in NXT yeah and it is clear that he is not Mm-hmm. And that may just be because of booking. I think a lot of it also has to do with, you know, I think, I think, yeah, I think it's booking. I think a lot of it has to do with the booking in terms of just like the opponents they give him and then the programs they give him. Um, he's not the biggest thing in NXT. As far as his own character, I think his character and his presence is amazing. I think he's got star written all over him. Um, in the ring, ah, why? Why don't you like him uh, in ring? Um, uh, it's not that I hate him in the ring. It's just that, hmm, being able to sort of—I just felt like I haven't had that big like match, match, and I think all the big matches he's had. He's not. He hasn't been the one that's sh- shown in that match. It's always been the other guy. Mm-hmm. It's always been Cien Almas or Velveteen. Oh, I, I think Cien Almas was even. I think if it was like Lars, he was clearly the guy in the Lars match. Again, that was the most underrated match to me of the year so far. Um, the, the the Adam Cole match. He was he was the guy. Like you're forgetting some big matches here. The Adam Cole match. He was excellent in it. Mm. That Adam Cole match. Yeah, is maybe I'm forgetting. Too. Maybe it's my memory. Yeah, he's like, here's my thing. He's the most. I'll I'll go on a limb and say that he is as the champion. Alistair Black is the most underrated, overlooked guy in the in the brand right now. For someone who we all loved a year ago, and it's it's. I won't say it's unfair, but I think that there's something to that. That it's like he's been overlooked, and I think that it's it's not anything to do with if there being a logjam at the top. Because I mean, he's clearly at the top. He just is a main event. But I, I think that to me, I'm but still by, by virtue of not being in a main event. I mean, look at his he faced Lars Sullivan on the last, you know, card. And Lars Sullivan isn't, I mean, just even by our grades, isn't a major player. So it's clearly that they're just like putting him to the side. And then he loses the championship. In the, well, the he loses that, the they, championship for another program. Well, they feel that that well, he's still in the program. Right. So he's still he's still in the program, but they probably felt as though he he's the needs third heat. wheel in the program now. <laughs> well, well, no, well, I mean, we, I mean, looking at the spoilers, he's he's not going to be, but um, he needs heat, and the only way he's going to get heat is if he's in the the, the if program he's a challenge to me. If he's a challenger, yeah. he's much better as a challenger than he is as a champion. Yeah, and that I, does not I, say that he's a bad champion. It's just that the chase for it, you know, is maybe better for him than that being actual champion. Yeah, I'm I, gonna give him, what do you give him? I give him a B, uh, a B plus for this year. I'll give him a B plus too. I, I don't think he's I don't think he's terrible. I don't think he's awful. I think that 
bookings just didn't did him, done him a disservice. Main roster, what do you think? You, good, you see good for him on the main roster? I see him on Raw. Um, I see him in a long program with Dolph Ziggler first. And <laughs> and then I, he moves on to Baron Corbin. Yes, that's exactly the trajectory. Yeah, I, I see that. I, I hope to be wrong. I, I really hope they build an R to him. I, I would not mind if Alistair Black wasn't on TV every week. But um, I, I don't know what I see for him on main roster. I would think he'd be better served on SmackDown. But I, I'll have to see what they think. Because I do think it's imminent for him. I really think it's imminent. I don't, I don't think there's anything we can do about that, though. Yeah. He's, he's getting called up. It's imminent. Um, you know, Johnny Gargano, uh, A+. Plus. I mean, I don't really have much. A+, plus, yeah. A+. Plus. He's a, yeah. Best, possibly best wrestler in the world, best wrestler on NXT, best wrestler in WWE. Being uh, able to tell a story in the ring, on a mic, he's been the, the face of NXT. He's essentially the new face of NXT. Yeah. Um, even though that face is a little crooked right now, just based off of his recent actions. But he's the face of NXT. And... He's the guy. And, you know, we didn't expect that at the bottom of last year, but he's really come into his own as the guy on NXT. And I I mean, the show is better for it. Uh, I think Johnny Gargano, main roster prospects looking dim. It's dim. Super dim. He's shorter than than Adam Cole. He's shorter than that. He's lighter than him. He's skinnier than him. He's – if – I would – be disappointed if he ended up on 205 Live, but I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be mad either. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad either. I'd be like, all right, cool. I mean, he, I'm watching he 205 been, Live, right? Yeah, he'd be, yeah, I'd be watching 205 Live. That's all it is. Like, they need a big name. Why, why not him? Him and Leo Rush would, would kill it. No? True. Yeah, they, you're, yeah, you're right. They, they kill it. Um, but yeah, that's our NXT report cards. I think we're going to have a, cer- a certain special thing for you guys where you'll be able to fill out your own report card and we can, you can compare it to ours and we can all argue about it on the internet and we'll talk about it next week. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let, let us know how you feel. You can, fo- you can follow us on Twitter at OG Johnny five and at meals TV and at RNC radio live. Tell us what you think about this report card and uh, we'll get back to you and we'll talk about this more next week. Uh, let's, let's do some raw and SmackDown quick hits real quick. So we can, we can just wrap this up with the bow. Uh, raw was a show where things, were happening things were happening still uh, not a good not a lot of great things but things are you mad that there it's roman brock again no because i think to me you know what no i'm not i'm not mad it's to me it's the match that makes the most sense it really does and not to say that bobby versus brock couldn't make sense but then it's kind of it's when you have a big marquee match and you have a huge characters like that to me it ends up just being roman versus brock and i think they're gonna i don't know if they're gonna tear it down they didn't tear it down at wrestlemania they didn't tear it down at the greatest royal rumble um so i i I just really don't know i really don't know don't make it the main event make rousey alexa their main event and have roman beat brock in in five minutes and just get the shit over with (laughs) I'm, i'm done with it uh but yeah, it was a good match between Roman and, and, and Bobby. Roman I, I, and Bobby was a really good match to me. Better than the Extreme Rules match. Better than the Extreme Rules match. To me, that's what you want out of a Raw main event. Because yeah. 
you have something that closes the show. It's live. The, the crowd is into it. There's something on the line that's an intangible that they didn't have in the first match. That there's something that they're actually fighting for. Those false finishes out the wazoo. The timing, the pacing was perfect. To me, it was a quintessential raw main event. A, a, a great raw main event. To me, it's one of the. I don't want to say one of the best. It's just really good. Yeah, really good main event. Uh, how do you feel about KO's new edge? Uh, leading into a SummerSlam match with with uh, Braun Strowman, which actually has stakes. It's going to be KO versus Braun Strowman for the Money in the Bank briefcase. If Braun Strowman is disqualified, uh, counted out, or, or anything, you know, of course, submission and pinfall, he will lose the briefcase to Kevin Owens. I think it's a great stipulation to keep this feud going. And then I also think it's a great stipulation. I think it was a great idea to put some fire under KO, just so it's not that he's cowering and running anymore. But yeah. he can sort of attack and 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 really make Braun Strowman be a face. Actually, be a face in peril. We have something to come up from under. It's rare that you're gonna have a you know seven foot guy the size of Braun Strowman, someone that's coming from behind or sort of the underdog in this match. But you really give him a situation where he could lose it all. So he really has to fight to keep it. Um, I I see him getting his. Well, here's the thing: like KO makes more sense to win here. KO makes completely more sense to win. I just think he may, he makes more sense just to even have Roman Braun as faces chasing him and, and they're trying to get the title. Just if he if he catches it in, I, I just it just makes so much sense. It's a no brainer to have KO win. I know his first reign wasn't like really dope, but what better way to like, pay off the last two years of his awful booking and, and storylines than to give him the title again? To be honest, I don't think his you know, I don't think his next reign will be all that good either just by virtue of how they book Kevin Owens. I mean, it's been a consistent booking thing for like the last two, three years. He's kind of a shitty, a shit heel who, uh, you know, if they bring back NXT Kevin Owens, I'm with it. If they're not, don't do it. I, I agree. I agree. I agree. Cause we've seen the scenario happen and he had a pretty lengthy reign and they could have done it in that feud, but they really didn't. And, It'll just be, it's hard for me to see how he's going to take this from here on out and how they're going to book him. But over the next couple of weeks, I think we'll see how, you know, they deal with this entire Braun Strowman thing. Yep. Uh, Sasha and Bailey, things are moving along here. Uh, They are friends. They're friends friends. today. When when do you think this blows up? Next week or week after next? Whew. It's a shame we have to think that. Can't, can't they just be friends forever? Um, no, they're no. not going to be. No, they're not going to be friends forever. I, I think it's going to be Sasha turning. I, I really would love if they had a loser least town match at SummerSlam, though. Uh, I, if if it were to happen, next week's a big show. Next week is we got Ronda back, we got Brock back. Um, I'll probably go week after next. There'll be a lot of shit happening. There'll be a lot of shit happening on the same night. If it happens next week, I'm going to go week after next. All right, uh, Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler dancing again at SummerSlam. Jesus H. Christ, I think this is going to turn into a multi-man match, however. Why? Why do you think so? Four-way? Four-way. Uh, I mean, you got to give, give Drew McIntyre something to do. You got to give Drew... I mean, he's in the corner. Um, I, I, I mean... You put Finn Balor in the corner. <laughs> but then why not just make it a four-way at that point? I would, I would love it to, to be a four-way. Or a tag, or a tag moment, one of those weird, screwy uh, 
tag things. championship and whoever, down the line in a tag team match kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And whoever pins the whoever pins whoever wins wins the title or whatever. That's like. happened at a SummerSlam before. That's yeah. definitely happened. It so, happened. Uh, that could happen there. I, I SummerSlam two thousand. I do think it would. Should we should we should review a SummerSlam going into a do a lot do a live uh, a live watch. Actually, we should. we should do a vote for that too. Vote which SummerSlam we should watch for a live watch. The full SummerSlam. All right. So there's only like. <laughs> I want to say, let's pick a match. I don't want to do a whole SummerSlam because there's one really good SummerSlam and then there are like the rest. There are a couple good SummerSlams. 2002 is the SummerSlam that everyone, I feel like everyone's going to pick. So I want to choose a match and I think we should, I don't think we should put that Shawn Michaels and Triple H thing on it just because I feel like everyone's going to pick it. <laughs> All right, sure. Let's sure. choose a let, let's choose a SummerSlam match. Okay, we'll we'll we'll, we'll come up with that uh, off the show. Right. We'll come up with um, that. Um but maybe should, Fatal 4 Brock and Brock. Yeah, uh Brock and Punk should be one of the matches though. But anyway, um Fatal 4 way, yeah, I think Drew McIntyre is going to be because remember, Kurt Angle is still a, a face GM, and I think he's tired of the run and shit. So I think that's probably what he'll do. Uh, but Raw, uh, solid show. I don't think it was the best show ever. I think that nah, SmackDown, the SmackDown. first hour was good, and then the third hour came back. Well, you know what? The first hour kind of sucked, and then the second hour was, yeah. Other and, than the women's announcement, it kind of sucked. Yeah, and they're promoting this Elias album. Have you listened to it? Yes, I've listened to the Elias album. I think that it is hilarious. It's clearly a joke. It's uh, a joke. I yeah, I don't know what people saying at Slap Sports. It's all right. It's <laughs> it's a joke. It's you know, a, people got to get their memes off. They got to get their memes off. It's a gimmick album. I did it too. I'm, we're not putting it on RNC and radio. <laughs> are we? Are we putting it on Blush too? I might put it as the as a song for this week. Honestly, mm, interesting. That might be dope. Uh, let's go to SmackDown, which is a. Again, SmackDown's in a row. I think this is like seven shows in a row. They're just look, great. Just a few shows in a row. All right. First of all, we got Ellsworth out the paint. Thank God. I think I whoever did that decision, thank you, Jesus. And it was a great way to get him out the paint, too. I thought it was really, really good. A page firing him and kicking him out the building. I thought it was really good. Really well done. To to also inter intersect with what happened with the WWE Championship match. To me, it got two two birds, one stone. When you have two hours, it's just a perfect utilization of your time on television. Yes. Uh, and, and of course, we we're talking about AJ Styles. During contract signing, James Ellsworth came out, started joking Paige for some strange reason. I don't really care. Got fired, which means that Carmella... Huh, it's looking, it's looking very, very it's looking dark. Slow. It's looking very dark for you right now. Uh, but AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe is official... Uh, are we to believe that Paige was going to announce Joe, but he decided to take it upon himself to attack AJ? So I believe in the segment afterwards, and it, w- and it wasn't featured on YouTube or anything, she said something along the lines of, you couldn't wait for me to announce you or yeah. something along those lines. So yeah. I believe it was. It was always going to be him. It was always uh, going to be Joe for some know. reason. I love them having Joe squash our truth to lead to that, did, doing that before, because so you didn't think it was going to be him. I right. thought that was a good miss. Uh, it was like a misdirection that you thought it was going to be somebody else. Um, and even with him signing it, you didn't, you still didn't know. Like you were like, you, he just took it from Rusev or, or almost or somebody, you know, you thought it was going to be somebody else there because, uh, you know, just a really cool touch. Uh, at the top of the show, they had Randy Orton 
with a, I think one of Randy Orton's best promos in a really long time. To me, it was long. <laughs> the man does not have the gift of gab in explaining things succinctly. <laughs> You're but, like the only person I've heard that does not like that promo. I, I like the content of the promo. I just don't like anything. I'm I'm good on Randy Orton right now. I'm just really good on Randy Orton. Like I'm like, yo, the sh- progression means we have to move on without Randy Orton being in this thing. And yes, it's going to be a feud. But to me, it's also it's always just like, damn, it's Randy Orton versus Jeff Hardy. I feel like again, that's in my mind. That's where my mind is going. Randy Orton versus Shinsuke Nakamura again, and it, it may not have even happened. But that's how I kind of feel like they've had one match. They've had one match. I just I it think, just feels. I think it's fair. It's fair that they could have a feud right now, but they're. they're it's both fair players. they can have a feud, but to me, it's just uh, like I don't know. I'm not. I'm not with the Randy Orton energy right now. But wow, he, it's just he's kind of. I'm over Randy Orton. I'm over him. Like, it's not that I think, like, he's MAGA or anything, or I hate him because of that, like a lot of other people do. I just think I'm just tired of Randy Orton on my television. And I didn't need to see him when he was gone, and I don't need to see him now. <laughs> All right. Uh, Becky's Becky's rising up in the ranks. She, she got her title opportunity. It's going to be back. A lot of, listen, a lot of SummerSlam matches got confirmed this week, and I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. But uh, Becky... You know, she's been doing really well. She beat Carmella, of course, in the nine title match, uh, gaining her the, the title to match. To set up the title match of the same, you know. I, I hate when they do that. but um, same match, but it was a good we, match. Are we being swerved here? Do you think that Becky's going to do this just for Carmella to win again? It made me, you know, it's weird. I really want that <laughs> fatal four-way. Um, With Charlotte and Oscar. Yeah. I think that would we be, could be in a potential for a swerve. I think we're. I think it's going to be a swerve. I, I really think that we think we're getting. Uh, we think we're getting Becky Carmelo. But, but maybe it goes on think one, about one month it, or something. Charlotte's not on the card right now, and Oscar's not on the card. Yeah, that's weird. SummerSlam, no Charlotte. Was she on SummerSlam last year? Is I don't think here? she was. What do you mean? <laughs> she wasn't. What? Charlotte was Charlotte on SummerSlam last year? Um, I don't think she was. It was no. I remember it was Alexa Bliss versus Sasha Banks, and it was Natalia versus Naomi. No, but you have to also remember these are being treated like WrestleManias now, so everyone's going to be on this card. What was Charlotte doing? I need to figure this out now. She was on SmackDown, right? She was on SmackDown. She wasn't on this card. Whoa. What was she doing at that at that point? She must it's have been. That's weird. She was not on this card. Huh. Interesting. Were the, were the women? Women. It was, women? It was Natalia. Natalia won the title, which completely blew. I immediately wanted my money back. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I immediately wanted my money back. I was like, dead ass. This is what you brought me here. Like, can, can I tell you a little brief, you know, story about my SummerSlam 2017 experience? Go ahead. I showed up. I live 20 minutes from the Barclays. So like the pre-show is two hours. I watched the first hour of the pre-show and then I'm like, all right, I'm going to head out to the show. Oh, I'm, I'm like, sorry. I just remember Rick was sick. Oh, yes. Yes. Rick was sick. Yeah. Um, I, I live like 20 minutes from Barclays. I can hop there and skip there and get there, whatever. Boom. So I was like, all right, I've watched the first hour of the show. I'm going to go catch Usos versus The New Day on the second half. Boom, I get there. Everything is cool. I, I don't like lines. 
So I just completely avoided showing up early because I knew I would just be able to fucking get in. Like it's it takes me three sec. It takes you five minutes to get in if you don't show up on time. Um, I did not. Um, I did not know that when you buy a ticket on SeatGeek, um, sometimes they can't scan it or something. It was some weird shit with Barclays where they weren't scanning my ticket on my phone. They're like, sorry. No, Barclays says you need to have an a, a, a actual copy of the ticket. You what? Can't, we're not using the phone. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? You can use the – just scan me in. It's, the code is right there. Sorry, we only take physical copies of the ticket. So I – Spent the first hour of the pre-show um, and the first couple matches. I missed Baron Corbin versus John Cena, which is not a big loss. Thank God. I, I missed half of Natalia versus Naomi, which sucked because I like Naomi. Um, I missed New Day versus, you know, the the Usos, which I did want to see. Um, trying to get my ticket printed somewhere, Target, you know, Rite Aid, anywhere. Apparently, there are the go- there's these guys that stand out of arenas with like printers, and <laughs> and if you pay them five dollars, they will print your ticket for you. That's just so too much. So I had a, I've I've paid the fuck I paid the five nigga. Oh shit! <laughs> there you go. And once again, <laughs> Mills just. This is why we can't get on Starcast. Oh my god! I paid the five, and that's how I got into SummerSlam. But it was very annoying, and the mat and the card wasn't that good. Um, but yeah, yes, you just proved why we can't get on Starcast. <laughs> oh my god! It just Thanks slipped so out. Long. It just slipped out. Thanks a lot. They slipped. Up. That's what Hulk Hogan said too. That's what Hulk Hogan said too. Uh, so we also had Almas and Rusev, which is leading to what is looking like the end of uh, the end of Rusev Day. How do you do? You think I, I don't think this is a good thing, and I don't think this is a good thing for for uh, for Aiden English. I think if Rusev Day is gone, Aiden English is gone. Are you going to admit that I was right? Listen, I never said he was going to next week. <laughs> I never said that. Did I say that? No, you didn't say it. No, you okay. hit me. Gonna I said, me. I said, what if he was? I said, Let, who would he face? Let's spin this. Or, <laughs> that's what you're doing. You're spinning spin. it. No, you're I'm spinning. telling the fucking truth. All right. Rusev is a face. Amos is the heel. I said, I said, eventually down the line, Aiden is going to be a face. Aiden is going to be the heel when he turns on Rusev. I'm completely sure that's going to happen. And they're going to set up for some weird SummerSlam. I listened. I listened to the show last week. I said, what if Almas eventually became a face? I'll just uh, all that I know. That was a conversation. Was that not the conversation? All I know is I didn't I had say two next people week. laughing at me like I'm a fucking idiot on the podcast. No, but I said I said, and this is this was down the line conversation. I said down the line, who would he start to face? And also, I said Rusev was a tweener. You came. I said Rusev all, was a tweener. You came all types of. I, there was this interview on the dot com where Ru- Almas was like facing it up and all it this was other the tr- shit. I didn't say he was facing it up. I said he didn't see, he didn't talk shit about AJ. Stop putting words in my mouth. I'm not gonna put words in your mouth. Anymore. All right, then don't do that. I'm not gonna do it anymore. I'm not gonna do it anymore. I said he didn't shit on AJ, and he didn't. All right. So can we can we agree? All right. So do you think this leads to Aiden? English I versus did Roots? not. 
Do you think this leads before before we get before we stop? I did not say he was about to turn face. I did not say that. I said, what if he did? I think he eventually will. Yes. Okay. I said in the fall when things get more defined. Sure, no problem. No problem. Let's That's my. Clear. Let's be clear here. I never said he's going next week. I never said that. I said it was kind of. It was kind of like weird. I said that the that the 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 uh, the booking outside of the match after the match. He didn't do anything heelish after it. <laughs> yes. No, no. No. I agree. That's what you said. Okay. That was my. That was my thing. I was like, okay, it would be kind of cool if he if he noticed that the cocky shit wasn't working and he turned to a and he went face. I don't know how this turned into. Justin said he was going to turn face next week. I never said that. <laughs> I never said that. It's not next week, but I just wanted to sure that, you know, the man's a heel. I, and I said Rusev was a tweener right, right now. And right. I agreed. And I agreed that almost was a heel right now. I did. Okay. Rusev is a, Rusev is a face. I think. Do you think this leads to Aiden English versus Rusev match at SummerSlam? I do not want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. I think, it, I think, eventually, I think it's going to lead to almost getting a rematch. That's what I do think is going to happen. I think it leads to Aiden English versus Rusev match at some point. At some point, yes. Not a SummerSlam. That's not a SummerSlam match. I mean, it was Big Cass versus Big Show a damn SummerSlam match? But I had to sit through through it anyway. I think we'd agree that Almas and Rusev would be a better SummerSlam match than that. It would be an amazing SummerSlam match, especially after that match that they had on SmackDown. What? Really good match. Uh, Really good. Almost got a, a win that he deserved, and and I think that you know it, it just goes to show that they have big things in store for him after the, uh, like six weeks off of TV. That they finally know what they want to do with him, and uh, I'm I'm very happy with 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 you know what almost does because every time he goes out there, he puts a hundred percent into yeah. whatever he's doing, and I really appreciate that. And I think that the people Rusev, Rusev to me is on a streak that is going really really well, and I hope I can he continues it. You know, post this championship opportunity that he's had. Yeah, I, I I see gold in both their futures. I'll say that much. Uh, and lastly, <laughs> lastly, uh, two two more things. Tag team tournament. Are you excited? Do you care? I don't think bro, I don't think the Bludgeons are going to lose. Let's just be clear. I don't think they're going to lose. I think yeah. I think this is a tournament all for naught. Um, because I don't think he's going. I don't think they're going to lose. And I don't think who I think wins the tournament. New day. New day. Yeah, new day. New day. It looks like it's going to be... So we get the bar versus the Usos next week. We got the bar returning to SmackDown. From what? I don't remember. <laughs> From, if we get that, because they're saying that Cesaro hurt himself uh, in a house show. Or not the house recently? show. At the, uh, at the, at the, uh, the dark match. Yeah, they, they said he hurt himself. My God. So we'll see. Um, yeah, I, I, I say... I've always said New Day probably going to win. Yeah, yeah. That's whatever. Uh, I think Bludgeon served their purpose as far as getting uh, Brian into a, a shoehorn program before he got to The Miss, which, who had a tremendous promo again at the listen, end of uh, SmackDown. How they, listen, had, they had the ticker ringing for The Miss and Misses. They had the entire. This was a thing. Yeah, and they they waited for this night, and I think they probably haven't given all the attention to Miz. Just basically, it was like, listen, we're going to wait for the premiere of Miz and Misses. They gave it all the attention in the world. I mean, I'm sure USA Network wanted them to go all out, and they went all out on the promotion for the Miz and Misses. They wanted me to watch it. I did yeah. not watch it. I just I didn't I didn't watch it either. I'm surprised you didn't watch it. I thought we'd have a review. Um, next week. You no, know, after like two hours of television, I'll watch it. I'll watch it next week. Yeah, I'll watch it. 
All right, let's. Ooh, I can't wait to hear that. Um, uh, how, but listen, how, how could Daniel Bryan get fooled by a baby doll when he has an actual child? You know, he no, no, no. He grabbed that baby <laughs> and looked at the baby like, "What is this?" If someone throws something at you, are you going to catch it or just let it fall all over you? I'm going to catch it. Immediately realize that it's not a baby. <laughs> I think and, that's and, literally what happened in the split second. He he stared at that baby for 10 seconds as the Miz uh, straightened his pants to do that kick. I think he's just like, I can't believe this motherfucker. And then the Miz kicks him. Listen, don't bring it to the Miz if you ain't expecting you know the heat to bring back. I mean, there could have been a lot worse things he pulled out of that baby, you know. That baby well, a, well, a gun? What's wrong with you? The Draco could have <laughs> a misbranded Draco. Yo, your, your Miz love is knows no bounds, brother. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They could have been a lot worse things. I'm just saying. Uh, it looks like we're gonna get the program. To me. So it's happening. I, if it's not announced by the end of the day, it'll be announced by Friday. This is uh, a program that by all means, if they still had brand-specific pay-per-views, this would main event the pay-per-view. Absolutely. This is big. This is huge. And it's looking like we're going to get a SummerSlam without John Cena, maybe? I don't know. No, we're not. We're not. We're not? All right. No. He's, just, he's flying back from China to, you know, whatever. Um, but this is big, man. This could This could be a big match unless they make it a shit match but this could be a big match it's not going to it's not going to be a shit match brian it may go quick i don't know Miz is at the top of his game uh brian is is you know i think he's finally got to where he needs to be this is what people want to see i i think we just should just have faith in in the goat face killer and the a-lister to have the great you know a great match there i i think you just give them 15 minutes and see what they do bro Honestly. i agree Listen, to me, I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat. We got, first of all, we got Hell in a Cell three weeks later after SummerSlam. Holy shit, really? It's like three to four weeks later. It's literally like a month later. Hell in a Cell. It's that time of the year. It's that time of the year. If it, To me, if there's any match that deserves a Hell in a Cell, it's The Miz versus Daniel Bryan. So. And I, I definitely don't see, uh, I don't see, I don't see Brian winning this first match. So get mad at it. Get, get mad right now. I don't see him winning at SummerSlam. Get mad. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I see this going on a lot further. There's a lot more juice and a lot more things to be had over this match. Um, and I yeah. think we're going to get all of it. Uh, and that is, that is the weekly shows for this week. Uh, 205 Live also had a, I heard they had a barn burner of a fiddle for away. As they typically do. Uh, for the number one contendership. But guess As what? As they typically do. <laughs> guess what? What? I didn't watch it. Huh. That's new. Yeah, no. I I, I kind of I blanked on it. Didn't see it. Uh, but Drew Gulak is the number one contender for Cedric Alexander, and he should win that title. That's interesting. He should win the title. I mean, it's, it's, it's time. It's his turn. It's, it's time. It, even after the things that he did with Enzo and, you know, he's had to sort of reset his character all after the fact. I think, I think, he, I think he deserves it. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that, now that is the weekly shows. Uh, and that will be the A show for the week. Thank you guys for listening. There's uh, a fun clip on YouTube of New Day grabbing Tyson Kidd and interviewing him. 
So if you're interested in seeing Tyson Kidd for the first time on WWE television in like four years, here's your opportunity. Oh, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. I'm watching but, it now. But go ahead. But as always, you can check us out on, on uh, iTunes, SoundCloud. Where else are we at? We're on, we're on Google Play. We're on Google Play. Um, Where else are we at? Just keep Stitch, looking. Stitcher. We're on Stitcher as well. You keep uh, looking, man. We're there. Check us out there. We, of course, have uh, the A-Show today. We have, we have the uh, A-Show today. We have Late Fees this week, which is going to be a special episode on the, the Mission Impossible franchise. It's probably one of our funniest episodes yet. Uh, and we also have two belts on Sunday. We had two belts last week, Sunday. We talked about Nicki Minaj. Um, and you're not dead yet? Yeah, a lot That's of words. Yeah, no. I, I think we, you know, I don't think they the, the, the barbs have enough attention to sit through the first hour of this thing before we get to Nicki Minaj. But it was the pink intervention um, where we talked about it. And, you know, they might be mad after our next episode. Yeah, she's insane in, uh, in many ways, many ways. But yes, thank you for listening to the a show thank you for being around with us for 40 episodes uh and here's the 40 more we're, we're we're almost we're 10 away from 50 i think we get we should do something special for that too 10 away from 50 it's a long time that's like three months from now is it <laughs> oh shit it is wow <laughs> that's Fuck. like two and a half months from now we'll figure something out we'll figure something out by then hopefully we'll still have a show all right well we'll still have a show shut the hell up okay so until next time uh for meals i'm justin thanks for watching the a show see you guys next week peace happy rusev day